sermon NFC North Lions Bears Packers and Vikings oh my oh my Rashad man what's how it's going man what it do man man you know it's a middle middle of the week we're still pushing hard through these through these through these podcasts these episodes and uh this is my favorite division for obvious reasons uh so I'm, I'm just very interested to talk about it so they're gonna hop right into it man I, you know we it's gonna be an interesting uh, division here as well. Um, you know, a lot of lot of shakeups on the coaching side. Um, then you got the uh, the Lions. You know, they're gonna have their second year under Patricia. He kind of can he get his thing implemented that that kind of build a check away. So it's gonna be an interesting division right here, man. Yeah, and let's and let's start with another second year coach, and uh, that's Matt Nagy, Chicago Bears, the division champions. Um, you're talking about a performance like no other from their defense, man. And it was like you couldn't do nothing against this defense. Uh, number one against the rush, uh, pass defense that was top ten, top five in sacks, top four, uh, five in third down percentage, red zone that was ranked number six, points allowed, of course, number one. Like, and my, you know, the the really the only thing we have to worry about now is. Now that Vic Fangio has left Chicago, uh, defensive coordinator, now the head coach of Denver Broncos, what kind of step does the, the, the Bears take? Because when usually when you see a record set in defense, um, you know, you can, you can go look back at the 2000 Ravens, the, the 2002 Bucks, uh, shit, even the uh, Vikings and Jags 2017, and the next year is not the same. So, it's like for the Bears to, to for the Bears to 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 be good and and for Matt Nagy to re- repeat his performance, you know I feel like the the offense is, is what has to take a step forward and I think that's where we got to start at right there. Uh, offensively, I think they'll be fine. Um, you you still have Tariq Cohen. Um, they're bringing in David Montgomery. Watch some film on him. He, I believe he can do some things in the NFL. He has he has a you know, a good skill set to work off of. So he's basically replacing Jordan Howard. Um, on the receiver side, I like what they have there. Um, Tyler Gabriel, you're going to get Allen Robinson in his second year back off of the injury. So, you know, how guys are off of injury that first year, they're not really that good. But second year, he could be something special. They drafted Riley Ridley. That's a sneaky pickup. They, um, they have Anthony Miller. So you know he um, he had a few breakout games um, last year, a couple you know a couple big catches, and they also have uh, the tight end Trey Burton. So you know they have weapons on offense. The key to the offense will be can Mitchell Trubisky get them the ball? Can he take another step? Can Matt Nagy keep covering up for his weaknesses and and putting his strengths? Um, a sneaky pickup for them too is Cordero Patterson. They're going to use him effective. Um, yes. Yeah, the the Patriots. Uh, he, when he was with them, he was used very effectively by the Patriots, McDaniel's. So I think Nagy, he's a good offensive mind. So I want to see what um, I want to see what they do this year. You know, 
12 wins last year, kind of came out of nowhere, made the trade for Khalil Max. So I want to see on the offensive side of the ball, does Mitch take another step? And can he guide this offense? Because we know defensively what they're, they're capable of. They brought back almost the entire defense. Ha Ha Clinton Diggs, Prince, uh, Khalil, Hicks. They still you know, they, they still have their whole defense almost Roquan intact. Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan, so, so Fuller. Defensively, yeah, they, they're going yeah. to they're they're be stout. They're, they're, yeah, defensively, they're stacked. But like I said, they will take a step back. One, because your center caller is gone. And you have the talent. Uh, Chuck Pagano has, is now the defensive coordinator. And he's been itching to get back to being a coordinator. And he finally got a shot with, I mean, obviously the best <laughs> defense in the league last year. Um, but you know, and I know, based on now this, you know, uh, from a fantasy aspect, the number one defense never returns to the, you know, to the forefront again. Um, and that's, and that's why I said that the offense, which you alluded to, has to, has to take another step. Uh, I mean, and the offense was, as far as putting points on the board, because the defense put them in good situations, they were the top 10 team in that. Um, with Matt Nagy coming from the Kansas City uh, Andy Reid tree, he can run the, ball, uh, run the ball effectively. Now, he doesn't have Mahomes. He has Trubisky, um, which, you know, which limits him. And the reason why you've seen all those gadget plays where – multiple old offensive linemen score touchdowns and D linemen score touchdowns because they have to be creative. And, and that's Matt Nagy's genius and his, his, his niche. And that's being very, very creative. And you alluded to even adequate at Patterson. Like that gives you another gadget player with speed who catch the ball, run the ball effectively. Um, and it just, you know, it just willing to see how much, how much did the offense take a step? Um, now they, and then another thing about the defense is they're going to have a first place schedule. Uh, with a first place schedule and playing the AFC West, which you know, with had the two best records in the AFC last year, and the Chargers and the Chiefs. Um, now I look, I repeat the schedule, and to end the season, you talking about we talk about this last time. Mur- murder, murder the, uh, like they, murder's they, 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 This is why I think they will miss the playoffs because you know they they could possibly miss it or they could possibly make it. It depends how they start off because the first couple of games, all right, before their bye week. The first five games are all winnable. But after the first five weeks, especially week 13 through 17, that's murder row. And people going to probably say, you, you think the Lions in week 13 is going to be a murder row game? Yeah, because they're yes. going to be coming off of games At Detroit, the yes. Saints, Chargers, Lions, and Rams. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you got, so you're at Detroit versus Dallas at Green Bay. So – you have you happen to see you have to see. I I think we're gonna talk about Detroit in a minute. One uh, a a good defense, Cowboys who's good both ways. You got the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers. You got to go to see Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay at Lambeau Field. Then come home and got to play Patty Mahomes, and then another division opponent at Minnesota. So it's it's you know, like you said, it's where this is your make it break it right here, and you already had to play Chargers and the Saints because your first place schedule. And, and and what you already got to play, so it's it's in the Rams, so it's not going to be easy, and that that alludes to teams taking a step back, um, just because like I mean, well, I think I think the Bears, the Bears, I would say they had a third place schedule last season, and you see when they you know when they had the talent, they bet they got Khalil Mack, boom boom boom, they're the best team in the NFC North because they're they're not playing the the Rams, the Saints, and. Uh, and the and the Cowboys, you know, and and the Eagles, they got to avoid them as well. They got to avoid, uh, I believe, 
I believe they played the was it the Falcons or the or the Panthers? Uh, I want to say it was the Panthers that they played. Um, so so you still you still got to avoid the elites of the elites, and now you can't. And on top of that, you got the Chargers and the Chiefs. So it's not like they get the run from anybody. Um, and that's and that's what it is. And that's why I, I can say I can see the step back. Uh, I think twelve to eleven wins is kind of maybe that's I think that's too unrealistic, um, especially coming off this season. And and like you said, it's all predicated on one person, that's Mr. Trubisky. If he takes the step to be, you know, let's say because you remember the NFL tier quarterbacks, he was at the bottom of tier three. Um, if he can be the beginning of tier three, you're talking about a Bears team that's scared. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think it's all predicated around Mr. Biskey, um, his development. I think with the gadget players that they have, they're, they're going to be fine, but it's fine, good enough to <laughs> on this on this murderous role of the schedule. I mean, when you look at the schedule, that's my, that's my biggest concern. My biggest concern is not Trubisky, it's the schedule. I mean, I don't want to take up too much time. We'll go through it real quick. All right. Open the week, they got Green Bay. Winnable game, they set home. You know, open the week is always a winnable game for everybody. And then they'll go play Broncos. I think their defense can beat Broncos. They can beat Redskins. Vikings, they're at home. It depends who the Vikings play in week three. Plus, they're going outside from the Dome to the Bears. But weather won't be really be bad in September, so that's a toss-up game. And then they're going to go to London to play Oakland. So the first five are all winnable games. So you could start 5-0, right. and but you could start 3-2. and two. And then they have their right. bye. Um, they're going to play the Saints. That's a winnable game because you're coming mm. off the bye. So you're going to get rested from the London trip. You won't have jet lag the week after. And then you're going to catch the Saints coming outside in October. And you're going to have a lot of time to prepare for them. So that's a winnable game. You're going to catch the Chargers coming from West Coast to East Coast in October. Winnable game. I don't think they'll beat Philadelphia just because you're going to be in play two tough games back to back. You'll get Detroit at home. In November, they're coming outside, winnable game. You're going to the Rams, they'll probably lose that game. Giants, winnable game, because they'll probably be putting Daniel Jones in it or Eli be getting banged up. Then you have the Lions again. <laughs> winnable game again against the Lions. You have the Cowboys coming from Jerry's World to outside. Winnable game. Then you're going to get Green Bay, uh, Kansas City, Minnesota again. Depends – I can't I'll say you down the stretch over the last three, they can go one and two, if not oh and three. So right now I have the Bears projected either eight and eight or ten and six. If they get ten and six, they'll make the playoffs. But if it's eight and eight, of course they're gonna miss the playoffs. Yeah, and, 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 that's that's good. Like I say, it, it it always matters. Your schedule is very, very important when you try to call somebody out saying they're not good, blah, 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 because like I said, it's not only they had this first place schedule with the division they already had because it's not a division where it's only two. It's only two good teams and the other two sorry, or it's, it's not the AFC East. It's not. It's, it's, it's not the NFC West. You know, but I know. I know the Fortnite is getting better, but it wasn't last year NFC West. You have two other good teams with the Vikings and Packers, plus you have an up and coming team in Detroit with with the AFC West, and that's the bullcrap about it. Because the, the bullcrap is they they have to they have to uh, they have to see Mahomes and and Phillip Rivers and I th- you said they you said they're home against the Chargers yeah they're home against the Chargers and the Saints see and that's 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 see, they got lucky see and then and then obviously the schedule does play in their favor they get in the home games versus you know, the tougher teams that, then that's pretty good um but yeah so I, I mean the Bears outlook can go. Can go either way um I, I I just think they'll take a step I think the defense will take a step back regardless. Just because of the center caller, and just because it's hard to repeat that performance that they had last season, 
And, it's and, and, and it's, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's film on it too. Like now, teams can see. Right, right, exactly, they, yeah. they, they, they like to move Mac here. They like to move, do this, do this, do that. So you can kind of pick certain things apart. Right. Right, and 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 that's really why teams don't never. That's why you can't stay the same. If, if, I know they they lost. Um, uh, I think it was uh, say the. Um, oh yeah, Amos. Amos. Not Amos. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they Amos. They brought, and they, but he's, brought, he's in Green Bay but now. They replaced it, but they replaced it with ha ha. So. It's kind of like this. It's kind of like the. It's really the same. I mean, think about it. It's really the same exact defense. So, I mean, obviously players get better. So, but like I said, you lose the Sydney College, the schedule, all that. They it will take a step back, and that will cause them to maybe you know eight and eight, like you said. Um, so that's the Bears' outlook. Yeah, I'm looking at eight and eight on the low side, ten and six on the high side. If they can kind of get that same, if they can start off about four and one, because all those are winnable games, and then you can come back off your bye. Maybe get the Saints win and the Chargers win. You already got six. You should be able to get four down the stretch against Giants, split with the Lions, or um, no, just a few down the stretch. Maybe you catch Kansas City right. outside and beat them. So eight and eight or ten and six. And please don't lose to the Raiders because you ain't made the playoffs at all. I don't care. Man, if you lose <laughs> to the Raiders, don't blow a game. If you, if don't you lose to the, <laughs> I don't care if it's in London. If you lose to the Raiders, you don't deserve to even make the playoffs. That's true. That's true. Uh, let's move on to the Minnesota Vikings. My Minnesota Vikings, eight, seven, and one. Uh, Mike Zimmer, I think, heading into his uh, sixth season with the team, uh, and this team had a lot of lot of expectations uh, with the sign of Kirk Cousins being thirteen and three the year before. You bring in a better quarterback, and and the expectations of the Super Bowl are bust. Um, and not and to as much as they struggle with the Offensive line coach Tony Sperano, RIP, uh, died during training camp. Uh, your offensive coordinator being fired throughout the season. Um, they had a lot of things going on. Everson Griffin with the mental issues. Uh, still, they were still one game away from the playoffs. And one, they, they, the kicker problem has always been an issue. You know, my team, okay, we can't make field goals for whatever reason. And that, that, that caused us to have a tie in the first place, which would have been 9 to 7 and would have made the playoffs. Secondly, you play. You you got the Bears though toward the end of the season. All you have to do the defense played great. The defense kept you in the game. You did, our offense couldn't do anything against that that monsters of a defense that we just talked about in the Chicago Bears. So even with all the turmoil and everything like that, they were still one game away from the playoffs. So they're not too far. And I think this season with nobody really talking about them as as there was last season, I think that's the role that Minnesota plays as is better as the. It's better as the underdog team coming up versus, you know, we think, you know, uh, uh, the, the Patriots and the, and the, and the uh, Steelers, like, they are Super Bowl contenders, and we talk about them all the time, Brady and Big Ben and all those guys. The Vikings are a team that need to be under the radar, um, and that's how they always had the success. Um, fun fact I just want to throw out to you, and it's like, based on what <laughs> – based on these numbers, you project a high win total, and that's uh, every other year. Minnesota is either average, and then they're good next year. So Mike Zimmer come in at seven and nine. The following season, eleven and five. Then the season after that, eight and eight. After that, the thirteen and three Case Keenum year. Then last year, eight eight seven and one. So you would think a double digit win season is coming along, especially a schedule. Uh, so uh, that's my quick rundown of the Vikings. Uh, what you got on? Man, that, that sounds like the the Panthers we talked about. They'll be bad, good, bad, good. <laughs> yeah. And for real though, I mean it's 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 like it's it's crazy because every time we good, we get a first place schedule, and 
is all is always something. Now, obviously, Minnesota, this is the first time that we're starting a quarterback two years in a row for the first time in God knows how long. Because we had one time Sean Hill started, one time Teddy Bridgewater. Here come Case Keenan. Here comes Sam Bradford. We've been duct taping the position for so long. That's why I was even, you know, yeah, that's why we in last year I told you I was so happy that we even got cousins because I thought we I finally knew I got a starter. You know what I'm saying? Like and we wasn't trying to duct tape it. Now Teddy Bridgewater got hurt, so that's reason a reason for even getting Kirk Cousins in the first place. But this is the first time that we can go into the season with knowing who the starter starter is again. And uh I think that that can make a difference, you know, for your record because you know, when we were eleven and five coming off that year, everybody's like, Okay, the Vikings are here, Teddy Bridgewater goes down have to trade for Sam Bradford, struggles throughout the season, go 8-8. Eight eight. So we, we still struggle even, you know, with a subpar quarterback. So it's like – and we got Keenum, and then we went ballistic with an average quarterback. So, you know, it's kind of up and down, and, you know, I, I, just, I, just, I just hope he's on the right page And because the window when the window of all of our stars that we actually drafted and stuff like that are, you know, they're getting up there. And it's, and it's, it's going to come to a close because you can't stay together for so long. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on like QB. Um, just QB consistency is so important. Like being being able to go into training camp every year knowing I got this guy, we have these weapons, let's do what we can do. Um, so I agree with that on the consistency side of having the same QB. Um, they have, I think in my mind, undebatable the best wide receiver duo. Um, just because you have Ridley and Julio. Julio's, yes, he's the top guy in the league, but that don't make him and Ridley the best duo. I think Thielen and Diggs are the best wide receiver duo. Um, I like what they did in the draft, man, getting Bradbury. They needed, they needed a center. They needed somebody for the O-line. Boy. <laughs> they, they needed somebody for the O-line, so I like that. Um, I'm ready to see what, what Cook does. Um, he got to get back in, stay healthy. If you can kind of balance that receiving game out with a elite running game, They'll be they'll be pretty tough. Defensively, if they brought back almost the same core pretty much, you know, guys like Barr, Waynes, Rhodes, guys like that. So you're hoping that you get a, a solid defensive year, Emerson Griffin. So you hope you get a solid um is, is Hunter still there? Hunter still there, yes sir. Five year okay. contract. <laughs> yeah, so you know you yeah. so you're hoping, you know, you're hoping that with that solid defensive unit, with the solid offensive unit. It all gels, like you said, off that average year to a good year. You're hoping it all gels together. Um, but my outlook for them, I'm not. I'm, they had to pay cousins. To, you know, you need a, a a starter. So, but I'm just not really high on them. And it's four years as a starter. Um, that's three with the Redskins and one with the Vikings. I think he's like 32 and 30. So he has a pretty average record. And I granted we're gonna I'm 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 not gonna say he's an average guy because on the Redskins he did deal with a lot of injuries, a lot of O line guys going down, not many good elite weapons on the Redskins. So that record is kind of you know not an accurate assessment of who he is. But with their schedule, um, and plus just that division. It could be another eight and eight year, or it could be a, a ten win season. I just gotta wait and see because I think they start off somewhat rough, and then they in the, in their their middle is kind of easy, and then they'll kind of finish pretty rough too. So you just, <laughs> but their good thing is they got the late yeah, yeah, bye. Yeah. They got that late bye, so you know that's gonna help them with come off a of bye. You go to Seattle, you come at home and get Detroit, and you're going back to the West Coast to get the Chargers. 
then you finish at home with Green Bay and the Bears. So um, I can see eight and eight, and I can see same with the Bears. I can see eight and eight, and I can see ten and six. Yeah, and, and we talk about the, in the same thing. NFC South is your division, and you can't you can't escape it. And that's 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 really why their schedule is so tough for the Bears too. Uh, and I think I think their best stretch of the season, where you can tell this team is going to be, you know, where, where they're going to be at, at the, is is this one, and it's the the at Kansas City, at Dallas, Denver, by at Seattle. Uh, I think I think because because yeah, there's three road games and four games, of course, a bye in between that. But if they can go on the road, and you can beat that's three playoff teams from last season. If you can go down the road and be three playoff, uh, you know, you know, because we know we know we know you gotta go. You know how we do it: the, the two and two, going three and one, blah blah. If they can go three and one in this stretch, I mean, go on the road, win two games. Um, I don't really care who you beat, as long as you beat. Well, it better be Dallas because I'm be at the game, and I want to talk trash to Dallas fans, so I want that win. But you know, you 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 need to beat Denver at home. Um, but if you can go on and win two games on the road, in in those environments at Kansas City. Uh, in Jerry World and the 12th man in Seattle, like you're talking about a team that's you know that's that I would say is ready. You know what I'm saying? And and that, that that's the game I'm gonna pay attention to the most. Um, yes, because like I said, it, it really don't matter where you look at because it, it's always gonna be a division. Somebody speaking in for the division and uh, you know one of those second place scheduled teams that they that they have to face this season. Um, and like I said, it can go either way. And I, the, to to go back to your uh, to your to your Kurt point. It's like it's like yeah we kind we kind of messed them up too because you know we're bringing in we're we're bringing in what we didn't have after we signed him was off his line so we got a guy who's not who's not Lamar Jackson who's not Cam who can't run for his life and he's not Russell Wilson he can't he's not an improviser man Kurt um, barely can't extend the pocket <laughs> exactly he can extend he, the play now he's. He's good. He's he's very good at play action. So if you can run the ball oh, yeah. like like you alluded to, then then he can run the pocket for that. But if you're trying to make him improvise, he's not going to just and and that that's and that to me that's more Minnesota fault, I mean, like Jim's fault than it is a Kirk Cousins. And and this is the first time that the general manager said, you know what, I need I can't I can't invest in I can't invest into a guy like Kirk Cousins paying all this money around him that he needed because you got the receivers you got the running back if healthy can stay you got Kyle Rudolph who I mean outside of, outside of Kelsey and Ertz Kyle Rudolph anywhere between three and ten so um you got you got I mean I know, I know Kittle Kittle is Kittle just barely new so it's kind of like a you know guys got to see it again but you know consistency Kyle Rudolph they draft another tight end they draft the offensive line I think they got three offensive line in the draft this season um the defense is being consistent so it's like you got everything now um, yes, the Ridges are young, and they 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 signed. A, so uh, what they did was they signed a signed a guard. They signed a guard off the street, uh, who was Josh Klein. He was he's pretty solid in Tennessee. He moved your center to guard, who was more comfortable there. He drafted a tackle last year, second round. He's a now a full time. He was full time star last year, full time star again. You got your center now in Bradbury. So you you invested in the line with 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 two first round picks, a draft signee, a third round pick, and I think. And then uh, you got a tackle that you paid for two years ago. So you you, you finally invest into the line. You giving Kirk Cousins no reason to, uh, to 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 blame game It's on him now. And that's what that and, and that's what you have to do as a GM. You have to put everything around him so you can say, well, I did everything I could. Now it's on you. And I think and Kirk Cousins even said that in a couple of uh, interviews about that. And it's like it's finally on me. So 
Um, I, I think I think they're gonna be pretty solid. Is I, I think the like what you said is the, is the main key. Can Dalvin Cook stay healthy and the, can the running game help Kirk Cousins out? And that's that's what it's gonna be. Uh, my biggest concern: they can't start zero and two. Falcons and Green Bay. The Falcons game, they're gonna be inside. You know, it's a home game. Falcons still inside. Then you're gonna go outside to Green Bay the, the following week. So you can't start zero and two. And we already talked about their schedule post the bye week. I have a. I'll say it now. The trap game is gonna be Denver Broncos the weekend of the yes, 17th. Sir. And it's, 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 it's gonna be the trap game. Yep. And, uh, and that's why. And, then, and that's why I, I I put them in there because I was like. Denver's not going to be sorry. I I know Denver's going to be sorry, but they're not going to be sorry. If that makes sense. Like they're going to be a team that's that's going to be there now. Whether you know, I think Vic Pangio is going to be a great uh, a good coach, but doesn't need to hear there. But yeah, Denver Broncos, I think they're going to be pretty solid. Everybody kind of count them out. Yeah, I played um, it safe. And I said they're going to be nine and seven. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, I, I think I think this division is going to be really 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 close. Uh, let's move on to the Green Bay Packers, six nine and one, should be six and ten, but thanks to uh, a kicker. Uh, Matt LaFleur comes in, and uh, I've been very, very high on Matt LaFleur, but I had to take a step back from and realize that he's not Sean McVay, even though he's been under, uh, under him, and he's not Cal Shanahan, even though he's been under him as well. Um, but what I can say about Matt LaFleur is his offense is going to run the ball. Uh, see, what he, as, as his lone year in Tennessee uh, with, with – uh, with uh, Mariota and Derrick Henry and them guys, you see the run game was there. The run game was there, but what what Kyle Shanahan had in Atlanta when he was under, and what and what uh, Sean McVay had when he was there in, in L.A. was a good quarterback and Matt Ryan, Jared Goff. Now he has a superb quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. So I, you know, last year you can't really knock him. Um, from the passing game, for the sense, but then you, but then again, you got guys like Matt Nagy who can make Mitch Trubisky, you know, quote unquote Pro Bowler. And even though he got, I, I think he got, uh, he was replaced uh, a replacement, but still, still, either way, you got Trubisky to be even in that light of being a, you know, a Pro Bowl, a Pro Bowl replacement. And we know, we know how he is on Mariota, so I'm not going to try to kill him right now. I'm gonna kill him later. But uh, Matt Lafleur finally got a quarterback under his, and, and that's Aaron Rodgers now. I'm more concerned about is will Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur get along? Will Aaron Rodgers actually listen? Because from what all the reports and stuff that we heard throughout the offseason with him and McCarthy was, you know, he didn't really respect them, but they they he they were drawing the plays out the dirt, blah, blah, blah. We know we all know the story. Um and and that's really what I want to know is like will, will Aaron Rodgers listen listen to somebody who hasn't done it before and that's that. That's my big question. Uh, I think going into the season and to look at is about Aaron Rodgers and that for a relationship. Uh, I don't really have a concern about it because now all the pressure is on Aaron Rodgers because if if Green Bay is bad, at first all the heat went on McCarthy. Oh, he didn't. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. He kind of caught all the the backlash. But if this does not work. All the blame goes to Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be deemed as uncoachable, and he's going to be deemed as a great talent but didn't win you know, in a decade or whatever. So all the blame is going to be on him, so he has to make it work. I know a mm-hmm. few reports came out about you know how he didn't like the practices, the joint practices, things like that, but he has to just accept that, man. The team got to gel some kind of way, whether it's preseason, 
whether it's practices. You're not playing preseason, so they can't jail with you then. So at least accept the practices. But I just think – I think they're going to make it work. Aaron knows he has to make it work. He's still a tier one quarterback, top three in the game to me. Um, and then my biggest thing that they addressed was they finally gave him a defense. They yep. fi- they finally gave him a defense. So this is going to be – uh, interesting year for Green Bay. They took uh, they got Amos from the Bears in the draft. They took Rashawn Gary. They took Savage. Um, they they have so many you know so many guys. And then you got you got, you got last year. Um, yeah, got, last year. Yeah. So you just got so many guys on defense. I think it's gonna be the the best defense he's probably had since the Super Bowl. Um, so I I got big expectations for Green Bay. You have. A top receiver in the game, Devontae Adams, a guy I would draft in fantasy if given a chance to. All day long. <laughs> and we and you already talked about it. The biggest thing is LaFleur runs the ball. You have a young emerging back in Aaron Jones. We saw what he did last year. So and they brought in more running backs to kind of spell Jones if he was to get hurt. I mean, a lot of people don't know who Keith Ford is, but he's a serviceable back, serviceable back, you know, if given some opportunities. And they still have Jamal Williams, who's kind of like your your ground and pound kind of guy for the goal line work. So um, I expect Geronimo Allison to take a step, uh, MVS. So they have weapons. So lack of weapons on offense won't be a concern. And defensively, that won't be a concern. It'll just be can Aaron Rodgers stay upright? Can he finish the season? Because he has the tools to win his division. And I had Green Bay to win the division with 12 wins. Now you allude to the defense, like possibly being the one of the best. But the, my thing is the leadership. Where where would that come from when you when you decided to let go play Matthews, which I believe was the right move. Um, but then you got also got rid of Mike Daniels, and you know I know you couldn't reach a contract. Uh, what it is, but if we're in, if if you're saying the Packers are in, let's win. I mean I don't I mean. Cut if you're gonna just cut him out. If you're just gonna cut him, and he's and, and I'm now this assume I'm not I'm assuming that he's not gonna hold out. If he doesn't hold out and bet on himself, if, if that was the guidelines, would he that would he be at uh would he had asked for a release or, or would they had cut him if if that was the case? Because you know I'm thinking no club. You was taking all the right steps and then then you took a you took like five steps forward and you and then you came back a little bit just because of you know the leadership and, and aspect of that side of the ball. I think they'll be fine. They have some guys who, you know, at least been around the league a little bit. So, you you know, I think they'll be fine. They brought in Zadarius Smith from Baltimore. They gave him big money. So, obviously, I think they trust him to be a, a locker room influence, things like that. So, they – I think the leaders always kind of – like a defensive leader, they always kind of emerge through training camp. Like, who do guys feel comfortable with going to or who's like that – that sounding board where he can kind of relate to everybody. Cause it always has to be a guy who can relate to everybody because when a guy's frustrated from blowing a tackle, you have to be able to go tell that guy, Hey man, next play, we're going to go back out there and we're going to regroup and stay in it. So I think that'll kind of just emerge throughout training camp. We'll kind of see who that new defensive leader or anchor is throughout the season. And uh, just, just a note on, on, on their schedule, man, you talking, you talking about, the end of the schedules for Vikings and the Pack uh, and the Bears. Let's talk about the start of the season for the Packers and at Chicago, 
first game of the season versus Minnesota, the trap game of Denver in in the middle of this, going to fit uh well home against Philly and then going to Dallas. Now you're talking about four teams who can make the playoffs, uh and Dallas uh, and uh, Denver Broncos in the middle, and you know that that's that that's the one where you know you got five games. One you must win that Denver because if you lose that Denver, that means you're forced to beat you know have to beat these great teams and. And three and two is what you want, at least. Uh, but what you don't want to do is go one and four. You, you don't want some kind of bull crap where, you know, because, you, you know, in football, anything can happen. You know, a, a late fumble, uh, you know, uh, blown coverage, and here come, here come Amari Cooper by himself, or whether it's Deshaun Jackson get behind the defense, and now you lose the game on the last second when you're in control. You know, it's, anything can happen. So, you know, saying, saying you're one and four, you can't just look at – you got to look at also look at the game, too. But – you know, you can go one and four, two and three. Now you're on the uphill climb when you still have to face Kansas City. You still have to face the Chargers. You got to play the Detroit twice. You got to play Chicago, Minnesota again. So you know, all all that comes into play. And like you said, and you know, you know, you know how important a, a start of a season is because you work so hard in training camp and getting right for this moment. And boom, boom, boom! Within the first four weeks, uh, you are you know you already climbing the uphill battle. So. That that opening schedule can be pretty pretty tough for them too. From this division, Green Bay is the only one I have no concerns about for the opening schedule, because the Bears is a, the Bears is the one. <laughs> Bears is winnable game when I think they will win it. Like Aaron Rodgers opening week, he's gonna be ready to shut some mouths. So he's coming out to prove a point. Uh, Minnesota, I think they can beat Minnesota. They can beat Denver. Uh, Philadelphia is just kind of pins. I think they may lose that one. I think Philly is just a little bit more talented. And it'll be early in the season, so I think they can lose that one. But I think going to Dallas, they can beat Dallas. They can beat Detroit. They can beat Oakland. They can easily be five and two or six and one right there. And then they have Kansas City and the Chargers. Not sure which one they'll win, but they'll split. They'll split those. And then they have Carolina in November. Carolina coming to Green Bay. They should be able to beat Carolina. Get to their bye week at about seven and three, eight and two, something like that. And then I think they can go to the 49ers. Yeah, I, yeah 49ers, I think they can win that game. I'm definitely not that high on that on that Packers going that that win that many games. I don't I don't think they possess the uh the talent. The, I don't think they have enough talent to 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 start a season like that. And that just that's just my opinion. To go seven and three, eight and two like that, I don't think they have enough, especially with a rookie head coach who hasn't who hasn't really shown you know, success because Tennessee offense wasn't popping. It, it, it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because like, we, when Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers, like, oh, we know the offense is going to be good. Uh, same same kind of thing with Sean McVay because even, even with in Washington, the Redskins were putting up numbers. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's like we, are, we already knew. And LaFleur, that's why I was so high on him because of what he came under. But I have yet to see the, the, the impact and and yeah, get getting to lean on Aaron Rodgers, you know that works. Um, but how? But you know what? What? What's the success? What's the success of the defense? Because yet they still, they they got good pieces going in the right direction. But yet they're still so young, and they haven't did it, and they haven't won anything. So it's kind of, you know, the, these these Packers, these rookie Packers, and don't know what it means to be the you know the the tradition of the Packers and and the winning success that they always have. Because the last two or three seasons, the Packers haven't been, you know, haven't been pretty, should I say. Um, and like I say, Aaron Rodgers is great enough to turn that around, but 
you know, I I would have to see it to believe it. Yeah, he's gonna be in the MVP conversation. I, I have Rogers, Wentz, and Luck as the top three in the MVP conversation. No, I don't have Mahomes because he will regress. And by regress, I mean he'll probably get like four great touchdowns, which is still a crazy number. <laughs> which is still not, a crazy 90 number. 90 touchdowns in two seasons. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I just think coming off of last year, you know, it's that, it's that effect of, oh, he didn't look how he looked last year. So I don't think Mahomes will get this year. But I think what Rodgers can do at Green Bay, um, I think what Wentz will do at Philadelphia. And long as long as my guy luck is healthy, um, we know what the Colts can do. 10, 11 wins easy. So. But I think Rodgers is in for a good season. I think I have Green Bay at 12 wins. Mm. Well, let's move on to the Lions, 6-10 last season. But, I mean, they – defensively, they're there. I think Patricia Patricia already got that locked in. And um, the offense took a step back. Um, one, they traded their probably best player on offense outside of the quarterback in Golden Tate. Gets a piece for him because that they they was going to the youth movement anyway, so they so they did get a third round pick in exchange for him. Uh, I think the offensive line is getting better, um, and you know the running game finally got a, a guy who can get over 100 yards and gets carry on Johnson. Uh, their their running their running attack, you know, there wasn't there wasn't uh, I would say elite at any point running or passing the ball. Stafford is playing with a broken back, yet we all want to you know bash on Stafford, but. He's he's the one that's put his body on the line for for a franchise who hasn't really done him any good, and you know that's that's more saying stuff to him than you know than it is anybody else. And I I think I think this Lions team has bought in. I think once you see the uh, once you see the defense and how they came to form, and you're talking about a defensive line that is about to be stacked, um, Packers, Vikings, and and Bears. You you good luck because. I don't know how you run on this team. Uh, Trey Flowers coming over from New England. Uh, you you picked up Mike Daniels from the Packers, so he already know how to kill the, the Packers O line. Um, I miss I miss somebody. Yes, I miss somebody. Uh, Snacks Snacks Harrison's there. My yep. gosh, like like how do you? I don't I don't I don't see. I mean, there was there was a there was a top there was a there was a top uh, twelve team last year against the run. I don't see why this not this should not be a top three. Uh, when you talk about the run game, because you're talking about up front in the trenches and mostly against any offensive line, maybe outside of uh, Dallas, a um, maybe a Tennessee, like they're going to dominate. And they're not, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're not even going to face, they shouldn't face either one of those teams. So uh, you're talking about a team that's like, oh my gosh, like I even, and then you got Darius Lee on the outside, shut down corner. So even, even if you buy time and you get enough time, Boom! You got somebody there, Slay, on your best receiver. I think I think the Lions are going to be. I think the Lions are one of the teams that's on the rise. Um, I think they. I think they will buy into Patricia uh, system because you you know you know how the pass system is. It works because it because you win. Um, you know, where you know where you're replacing your man and next man up type stuff and just do your job. It only works when you're coming in and, and you win. So I, I I think I think this could be a season where the Lions. Lions can can ride that ship, and they can ride it very, very, very early. Um, they play. They go to Arizona to start the season, but then after that, Chargers, Eagles, Chiefs, Packers, Vikings, and you say, "Wow, that's a hard schedule." You damn right it is. But the Lions can make the. You can you can tell right then where the Lions going to go right then, um, and 
you know, whether that's go two and three in that stretch or you beat the Cardinals and go two and three, three and three after, after that, or you surprise people, you go into Green Bay and win. You go into Eagles and win. You, you're talking about a team that can, that can you know, ascend very, very quickly. And that's what I'm be interested in look at when I look at the Detroit Lions early in the season. Can they can they do it? Because if, if they can, you talk about another team you got to add in the NFC that's going to uh, compete in this in this wild wild, I guess well wild wild NFC of all these great teams. So uh, that's my you know that's my little spiel on the Lions. I think Lions just caught bad breaks all the way around. Uh, you just mentioned it. The first four games, I don't even think going to the Cardinals would be an easy game. Because they're going to be unpredictable with Kingsbury, Murray. You no, know, you don't know what to, you don't know what to expect. Right. Even with that good defense by the line, you don't know what to expect. So, uh, possibly they can go zero and four to start off. They can go two and two. Um, and even two and two is being generous because I don't think they are talented enough to beat Chargers, Eagles, or Chiefs. But you have to be optimistic. Optimistic. So, uh, two wins would be decent. And I'm not a fan of getting. Or early bye week, because now you're gonna play twelve games back to back, and you're they have some tough games, you know. So I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of early bye week. So I think they're gonna start off probably pretty bad, and then with that early bye week, guys are gonna start breaking down on that second half. So I like Matt, I like Matt Stafford, I like Matt Patricia coming from New England. Um, the defense is gonna be great. It's gonna keep in a lot of games. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, they got some weapons. They lost Golden Tate, but they still have some weapons there for, uh, for Stafford. Carol Young can probably get a 1,000-yard season, like you mentioned. So they have some pieces, um, but I just don't see it. The division is pretty, pretty rough, and their schedule, just how it's set up with an early bye week. I, I want to hope they do good, but I don't see it. Uh, Matt Stafford's going to get another bad he, – he's going to continue getting a bad rep, even though in the last – you know, in, in his first 10 years in the league, he's number four in passing yards. I mean, the Lions really just haven't done him any favors over his career with, you know, Calvin Johnson was there, but they never really gave him anything. So, I want to believe in the Lions, but I just can't do it. Maybe five wins, six wins. Um, I mean, I think I think with the Lions six and ten last year, I I don't think they're going to stay. I think they can be they can be a five hundred team. Uh, they they with the, with the additions that they made this season, another year under under Patricia, um, with a four. Uh, I I think they can beat the Cardinals. They can beat beat the Forty Niners. They have no talent to beat them. They have enough talent to beat. The they have enough. They have no talent to beat the teams that's or or. Uh, after after the Cardinals game, you got these five games, you know, five and great games in a row with the bye week. If they they that that's when they that's their prove it, that's their prove it week right there. And then they, like you said, they go one and one and four on this stretch. You know, the lines will be at the bottom once again. Um, but then they can surprise people. Now, you, like I said, then you add somebody else. So I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna wait till after the Vikings game to whether I can I can count them out or count them in because. Uh, like you said, you you got to see it. And the thing the thing that the Lions can never have is can the offensive side and the defensive side match up. Um, and that's you know because last year the def- the defense was pretty much top half of everything, um, and the offense was bottom half and everything. But usually it's always been the other way around. 
uh, coming up with Stafford by himself, and, and he had no defense. He got a gunsling and put up forty points, and that's just to even win the game, you know, compete. So um, my thing is, can can it flip? And I think I, I don't really, I don't really think Patricia. I think I think I, think, I want to say Jim Bob Cuda did get fired, um, if I'm not mistaken, and they, they replaced they replaced the uh, offensive uh, coordinator, and yeah, they got they got Daryl Bevel. So Daryl Bevel. I want to say he, I mean, he came, I know he came from Minnesota and Seattle. Uh, I don't know how recently, but um, Darren Bevel, from what I've known from him, him in Minnesota, uh, he always run the ball. So that's and and for Patricia, that's what he want because of what what the Patriots stand for, and that's that's running the ball, controlling the clock, blah blah blah. And they was already a top, they were a top ten team in that last season, and which allude to. Um, you know why the defense was so good because they weren't on the field so long because of the time of possession. So uh, it, it's going it's to be interesting to see, man. And, and uh, I, I like I said, I'm not going to count them out right now, but we can. You know, we, we can for right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to judge them, even though I had them at um, you know round five, six wins. I'm not going to judge them off of their record. I'm going to judge the Lions off of how well they compete in games. Like, do they do they get blown out or do they? With their defense and with that offense, do they compete in every game? Like, are they losing twenty-two to twenty? Like, are they in it to the very last play? If they're getting blown out, you know, I don't, I don't want to see that. I want to see them compete in every game. So I do. So then I'll know. Okay, well, at least Patricia and staff are getting the team to to come together. They kind of going through some growing pains, but mm-hmm. if they're getting smoked four out of five, you know, four or five games in the season. I don't want to see that. Right. All right. So let's go into who we think. Uh, you know, a little war ceremony right here. Um, who would you have as the MVP of this division? Aaron Rodgers, easy. Uh, I'm going. I'm going a different route. Look, um, if the Minnesota Vikings go win the division, you said it before, and that's an elite running game. And he's if he's healthy, I think I think that's that he'd be the reason for the for the most success. Um, yeah, he'd be my he'd be my second choice. Coach of the year, who you have? If they if they get the twelve wins, how I think Matt Lafleur. If they surprise everybody, it'll be uh, Matt Patricia. Yeah, and I'm going. I'm going Matt Patricia. I I, I think the Lions will be eight and eight um, at least this season. Um, defensive Player of the Year. Who you who do you have? I got to play it safe and go Khalil Mack. <laughs> and I went with his teammates, uh, first round draft pick last season, Raquan Smith. I think you know he led the lead, he led the team in tackles last season, and that's not with the training camp with him holding out and stuff. And now that he's fully got his money and all that stuff like that, man, I think I think Raquan Smith is about to be a star very very quickly. Um, surprise player of the year. Um, it's kind of hard for me to choose anybody because uh, really the NFC North is all about stars. If you think about it, <laughs> but um, if I had to choose one. Uh, Let's see from, you know, from a defensive side of the ball, I'm gonna go Anthony Harris uh, from the Vikings. Um, he's replacing Zendejo as a starter. He's been in and out the last two seasons, and every time he's playing, like he he always scores the highest in PFF. Um, he 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 saved he saved the game versus the Rams two years ago. Uh, Todd Gurley had an easy touchdown, and he made Todd Gurley fumble, and after that, Rams got blown out. So. Um, you know, he, he's a, I think he's a playmaker, and I, I'm gonna go ahead and Harris. I know it's a homer pick, but you know, I couldn't think of nobody else. Uh, I'm going way, way, way off the radar. I'm going with the lion. Oh, 
I'm not sure which one I want to go with. <laughs> I was thinking about I was thinking about Carry On because I think they're going to focus on running the ball. But I'm going to go way off the radar. I'm going T.J. Hawkinson. The Titans. Ooh, okay. Okay, T.J. Hawkinson. That could be a surprise player. I mean, I, I know from now he's going to be blocking because they can bring, they be trying to run that ball. But, but you're talking about a guy who can, do, who can catch the ball and run the ball. They called him Gronk in the draft process, so we'll see about that. But, um, yeah. I like that. Uh, what is your? Because I, I feel like your, I feel like God they kind of get the best corner, and then you only can yeah. hit Harrison. No, not, you only get Marvin Jones on so many routes. So I think Hawkinson to kind of be freed up. You know, to, to get should. some yeah. big plays. He should, especially with his size. Yeah. Um, and plus, they got here, Jesse James. I don't, I don't believe in no Jesse James. Jesse James. Uh, I'm not worried about Jesse James. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't believe in. I don't, I don't believe in the outlaw. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, bold prediction. Any any crazy, crazy, wild bold prediction, man? What you got? Oh man, I really don't have. One. I got. Um, I got one for you. I got. If, one if for I had you. to, if I had to, if I had to go very, very bold, I would say Bears go from first to worst. Ooh, gotcha. And I'm. I got another bowl for you, and I and I and this is uh pretty crazy because opposite of what you're thinking, the Packers finished last in the division. That's my bowl prediction right there. I just think no, we're, I, we, we're, we're, we're pretty similar. On, we're pretty similar on that because I mean, Bears won it last year, and uh, I have them. They they could finish at the bottom because like their schedule, and if Mitch doesn't get it together, it, it could be bad. And uh, for Green Bay, if if it don't like work say, out, Rogers goes. Yeah, if it don't work out, or Rogers goes down again, you know, they could bottom out as well. So, uh, I, I think. I mean, it's it's called bold prediction for a reason. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. And we 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 were review at the end of the season just to see just to see who who how who win the most who who got the most wins for bold prediction. I, I think I think it's gonna be crazy to see. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So that's preach care preach NFC North. Um, Stay tuned because we come we come up with another NFC show really really soon. Uh, probably probably toward the end this week. So uh, stay tuned for that. Yes, sir. Preach, get preach, man. We out.